Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Stefan Bernstein, who's the CEO of Greenrock, um, who are a junior miner with a portfolio comprised of graphite, ilmenite and iron ore deposits in Greenland. Um, Their focus is on developing these mines for production of critical minerals um, that is obviously considered uh, vital for the economic well-being of the world's major emerging economies. Um, Stefan is a, a Danish geologist with over 30 years experience in Greenland's mining sector. Um, so he brings a, a very strong knowledge base and understanding of the country and its uh, mineral wealth with the experience with his experience spanning both in corporate and governmental uh, advisory roles. Um, he's here today to tell us more about Green Rock um, and also uh, mining in Greenland as a mining destination. So that's welcome, Stefan, to the podcast. How are you doing, Stefan? Thank you, Rob. Uh, I'm doing really well. Thanks. Thanks that's for the introduction. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I really appreciate your time as well coming onto the podcast. So, um, as we always start these off, I just wondered if you can give the audience um, a little bit about a background about yourself. Obviously, I mentioned that you um, have over thirty years experience and. Um, predominantly obviously working in Greenland. So I just wonder if you could just expand on your on your um, career uh, today. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. So my first experience really was when I was uh, doing the master's uh, program in Eastern Greenland, and uh, which was part of a university study. But I, 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 I was hired by a, a junior exploration company to, to help them out. Um, which that project la- later led to the discovery of the uh, world-class uh, Skagard uh, um, deposit, which is um, which is a PGE gold deposit in 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 eastern Greenland, and uh, it really sparked my interest for uh, mineral exploration. So I've been kind of doing a little bit of a well, quite a significant amount of research, but also at the same time been doing exploration ever since, uh, both in the roles of a a senior researcher at the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland, later on also as a a head of department there, but certainly uh, I've been uh, engaged also with exploration through, for instance, my role as a VP exploration for Avenar Resources, uh, active in Greenland for nine years from, what was it? 27 to 2015, 16, thereabout. And so I joined Green Rock uh, this summer in July, and uh, it was a really good move for me. I really longed to get back into uh, real exploration, and uh, this is uh, the chance I think uh, I would have to in my career to actually get a mountain going in Greenland, which has been a long-time wish for me. Okay, so just wondered if you can um, give us an overview uh, of Green Rock as a, as a company um, and its journey as well. Yeah, so Green Rock, 
um, has been working in Greenland for uh, some years now, uh, developing uh, or rather uh, on exploration stages for uh, a number of projects. Um, and they, they are uh, concerned about North Greenland uh, in terms of ilmenite, which is a titanium um, uh, mineral, uh, where we have a, a resource uh, defined um, and then also iron ore deposit also in Northern Green. But the most exciting project I think we have now, uh, also uh, the most valuable project is uh, Amitsoc graphite deposit uh, that uh, slowly has developed from, also you can call, call it kind of exploration stage, uh, but it quite uh, rapidly um, expanded this uh, past uh, one or two years here now. So we are, um, we're moving into certainly the development phase after only two years of uh, of drilling. Um, so it's a really exciting time uh, for Greenrock because you know we we are we're getting on from the early exploration, June exploration uh, stage to to being a proper development company. Um, you've recently um, released some news about Greenrock with your resource update at your Emmet Sock project. Um, can you give us some background on the project and what Greenrock Green um, mm. has done since acquiring it? Yes. So Greenrock uh, took an interest in the in the in the graphite uh, deposit in, um, in in southern Greenland. It's it's the Amitsok uh, deposit, which has been a uh, producing mine a hundred years back, a small mine, but uh, but a, a producing mine. And uh, stories were that it was like uh, exhausted and the actual the graphite wasn't that great quality and so forth. But we still took a look at it. And uh, and from the first um, um, from the first stages of the uh, of the exploration program there, it was uh, realized that the the quality was actually quite high. And also uh, from the. The information that we could gather in the field, it, it, it looked like it really had some size potential also that perhaps was overlooked. So uh, it led to some test work on the graphite ore uh, a few years back, showing that indeed it was a high quality graphite, also quite high grade, uh, reaching about 20% graphite, which is really, really high. And then... Um, we uh, started a drilling program in 2021 uh, that was uh, quite successful because all of the holes that we drilled hit um, significant thicknesses of uh, high-grade graphite ore. So we were able to announce a maiden resource uh, back in uh, March last year of about 8 million tons at 19.75% uh, graphite. So that was, of course, really exciting for us. So we decided to carry on with a second stage drilling program this past summer. Um, we received uh, we uh, received the drill results in September, and uh, with this expanded drilling program, we we actually hit uh, sig very significant uh, thicknesses, up to twenty meters true thickness of these uh, graphite ore bodies, and also the uh, extents were. The footprint of the deposit was uh, extended quite significantly. So with the assays coming back in December and uh, the new resource update that we just released today, uh, we more than tripled the uh, amount of ore 
that we have. So we now have a inferred, indicated, and measured um, resource at Amitsok of uh, more than 23 million tons at more than 20% graphite. Uh, in fact, it's 20.41% graphite. Uh, and uh, well, that uh, sums up to more than 4 million tons of contained graphite. So it's a really uh, significant uh, resource increase. Yeah, and obviously the, the results confirm nearly three times um, increase in the mineral resource estimate. Um, can you give a little bit more context on the importance of the size and the grade um, and what impact it does have for Green Rock? Right. I mean, the 20-odd percent graphite is really uh, amongst the highest in the world in projects under development today. Um, most producing mines are down at uh, less than 10%. In fact, several are running at 5 6 7% contained graphite. Um, uh, um, and so having more than 20% is, of course, enormously uh, advantageous from the point of view of uh, decreasing the uh, uh, the cost of, uh, of production. Um, but also the amount of ore that is available here uh, suggests that we could have a quite high production of graphite over, uh, you know, sustaining production over a, a uh, several years, um, making it, a, a, you know, extending the lifetime of the mine. Uh, and also, I should say that the the deposit here is open in uh, several directions, so there's certainly room for expansion. And um, we recently just increased the, uh, the license holding in Southern Green, and so it encompasses uh, several adjacent grounds with other deposits are um, graphite showings, which has similarly high degree of uh, graphite, uh, between 20 and 30% graphite. So we're really looking at a graphite district we're developing here in, in Greenland. And the great thing is that, you know, we are situated midway between Northern Europe and uh, North America, which means that we can supply both uh, markets with uh, high quality graphite. Um, one last thing I would say is also that the the graphite um, deposit at Amitok is situated right next to the, the close uh, the coast, actually at the coast. Uh, it's ice free waters year round. So because it's southern tip of Greenland, it really is the latitude of you know northern Scotland or southern Norway. So it's uh, it's quite mild climate for Greenland. So, uh, so it's uh, it, it bodes for 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 easy mining, easy extraction, and also easy processing. Um, in your own words, there's a critical demand for new, high grade, and conflict free graphite sources. Um, looking at obviously graphite, what are your expectations for the resource moving forward um, in terms of demand and pricing? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean. We really need graphite uh, today. Uh, graphite has a lot of applications. Uh, there's uh, all the standard ones uh, concerning like uh, steel production and uh, and uh, a variety of uh, new tech uh, composite materials and so forth. Uh, but the fastest growing demand is going to come from the EV batteries. And EV batteries really contain... Uh, more than 20% graphite. So instead of calling them lithium uh, lithium batteries, they should really be called graphite batteries. <laughs> but <laughs> so um, 
And um, uh, sorry, I, I lost the question there. Uh, yeah, so you uh, mentioned obviously a, a critical demand for new and high grade uh, yes. conflict-free yeah, graphite exactly. resources. Yes, and and so today all of the graphite that that is in the EV batteries that is produced in uh, Brazil, Africa, or China. Most of it actually is produced in China. And all of it, 100%, is processed in China to the uh, form of uh, graphite called uh, spherical graphite, where it's shaped and purified into uh, very, very small, minute uh, uh, spheres of, uh, of graphite. And the, the only place that takes place presently is, is in China. And, uh, you know, the production of these, um, of the graphite, um, is not always done in the, in, in the best way, both concerning, you know, the, the social impacts and, and, and also certainly for the environment. So here we offer to produce graphite for the future EV produ battery production in, in Europe and also for that matter in North America uh, at a place where we'll do uh, responsible mining. It's in a place where we'll take care of the environment. Uh, we'll take care of, of course, it's going to be uh, like, you know, uh, about the the, uh, the, the, co the local communities. So it's being um, hopefully uh, contributing to the development of the communities in Southern Greenland. Um, the company expects to play a significant role in the European and obviously global battery mineral supply chain and obviously the, the clean energy transition. How important is the growing market for Greenrock? Well, it's uh, very important, of course. Uh, and I think equally, Greenrock and Amitok is important for the battery industry. They just uh, perhaps haven't realized so much that before. But the battery industry is uh, now really concerned about lithium, which is like uh, the one thing that they are most concerned about. Uh, but it actually turns out that graphite is to be, uh, well, first of all, it's equally important for the manufacturing of the battery, but it's the supply chain is also, uh, they are also challenged uh, because as I said, uh, China is sitting on all of the production. China is going to have their own EV battery production ramping up uh, five times over the coming years. So even though that we are now today talking about establishing uh, battery uh, factories in Europe, the so-called gigafactories, um, more than 20 are under construction or actually a few are already in production, there's going to be a huge need for graphite. And although today there is supply of graphite coming out of China, this spherical graphite I mentioned. Uh, it's very likely that in a few years to come, uh, when the European battery manufacturers uh, call up China and ask for 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 the uh, for the spherical graphite, they they uh, they won't be able to to get any just because you know the Chinese are gonna they're gonna have their own uh, demands and. Um, they will have equally um, difficulties meeting those demands from their own production. So it's important for us, but it's equally important for the battery manufacturers in North America and in Europe to have a domestically sourced graphite nearby to secure the supply chains. Um, obviously, you're, you're very experienced 
within the Greenland, uh, within Greenland, obviously over 30 years experience in the country. Um, I just wondered if you can give us um, an overview of what Greenland's like as a mining jurisdiction. Yes, I would say that Greenland is a very interesting um, country for, for mining. It's a very pro-mining um, community. Um, people regard uh, the minerals industry as a potential um, uh, job-creating industry, of course, but certainly also it serves to... Um, uh, to provide uh, other means of uh, income to the country. Uh, presently, most of the income to the country is based on fishery and uh, some on in, uh, on the tourism. So to diversify the economy, they see the minerals industry to be uh, important. And uh, you can see that in the past, well, handful of years, there's been several exploitation licenses uh, given to mineral uh, companies. So we definitely see that there's a, a strong support to the minerals industry, both from the government, but uh, certainly also and perhaps even more important from the local communities. What would you say some of the, the major challenges are for the industry um, in Greenland moving forward? And I suppose these are some things that you, because because you've obviously been in the country for for a period of time, and you must have seen mm. challenges that have the the country have overcome. What would you mm. say that the future uh, challenges could be, and how do you see the future of Greenland uh, as a mining mm. jurisdiction? Well, I think the main the main challenge really is the perception that people have. Um, both in the industry, but uh, certainly also amongst investors, the Greenland is uh, well, like kind of an ice cube, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and, uh, and uh, difficult access. It's expensive to work there. Uh, you know, there, there's even some perception that that I mean uh, quite often that uh, there's a lot of uh, local opposition against the uh, minerals industry and the exploration, and it's it, it it's uh, it's uh, quite the adverse really people are uh, very much in favor um i would also say that greenland geographically is uh, perfectly situated midway as i said between uh, europe and north america um only five shipping days to uh, to uh, either place and um compare that to for instance 30 something days from africa to greenland and uh, 40 something days uh, sorry from africa to to europe um and then one aspect that is often overlooked is that yes uh, it is uh, part of it is an arctic climate southern greenland is subarctic but it's all um, the ice free parts of greenland are transected by deep water fjords lots of them are ice free year round so uh, as opposed to, for instance, landlocked uh, places in, in Canada, you can sail big ships right up next to the uh, whatever deposit you're developing. And an, an example of this could be the, uh, the Black Angel mine that was very successfully run by um, Cominco back in the 70s and 80s, a lead sink mine in northwest Greenland, uh, which was very profitable and there is very little, uh, if any, local opposition against the mining there. And people still talk about that mine um, in very positive terms. 
Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about some of your uh, active work programs uh, that are being mm. executed um, and notably any developments uh, you expect? Yeah, uh, for the Amitok, it's a really exciting times now because, uh, I mean, we got this enormous increase in resource. Uh, it's almost like, yeah, we can drill more and get even bigger, but, uh, but now it, the big thing for us is to get into production uh, and uh, to that end we are um, now engaged in an environmental impact assessment and also a social impact assessment uh, that will be carried out this year that will lead into an exploitation permit uh, planned for next year at least the application is and we expect also to get the permit uh, rather quickly um, alongside with that we are conducting a scoping study or a preliminary economic assessment this year uh, we are taking a bulk sample, a larger bulk sample. Presently, we are we are processing a 700 kilogram bulk sample we took out last fall, and um, and with a bigger bulk sample this year, we'll learn a lot about the processing details, but certainly also provide uh, graphite concentrate that we'll do some tests on producing spheronized uh, graphite for the for the batteries. So um, the next. One or two years are really uh, uh, both exciting and busy for us because uh, one thing is that we're going to work closer towards production. Um, and, um, and meanwhile, we're also going to develop the business towards supplying the battery industry with the uh, spherenized uh, graphite. Um, and lastly, obviously concluding, um, what is the outlook for the sort of next 12 to 18 months? Um, and is there sort of any potential um, for further expansion of the resource that you've uh, mentioned today? Um, and also, is there anything else you'd like to uh, give our audience? Yes. So we'll be uh, we'll be very much focused in, in in getting this off the ground. Obviously, the uh, the demand is just around the corner. Uh, the it's, it's, the uh, the uh, the graphite needs for the European battery production is set to uh, to increase by four times between 2022 and 2025, and nearly ten times by 2030. So we'll be there when the demand rises uh, and uh, and be uh, ready to supply uh, those growing markets. And um, and so um, within the this uh, short time period that is ahead of us now, uh, we are uh, intending to uh, to also start negotiating with uh, off-takers, of course, and also with the uh, potential uh, joint venture partners, both in the within the uh, manufacturing industry, that is the spheronization industry, and also uh, within the uh, the battery or the the car manufacturing industry. Uh, so that will get you know the financial background also to get into production uh, fast, because obviously we need capital to move ahead. Uh, so twenty twenty three twenty four will be relatively uh, small demands of capital, but of course once we get into construction twenty six uh, twenty five and twenty six uh, those are going to ramp up. Okay. Stefan, really appreciate your time. Uh, give us an overview of, uh, obviously, Green Rock, um, telling us a little bit about Greenland as a mining jurisdiction. And I imagine um, there's so much potential there um, that 
and obviously you've highlighted some of uh, the challenges um, Greenland does face as a mining jurisdiction. So hopefully, mm. obviously, people that are listening to this can um, can uh, obviously understand better um, and not obviously necessarily think about them as certain perceptions that they've they've come across in the past. So hopefully, people can open up their minds um, and have an open mind about looking at Greenland as a mining jurisdiction. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions um, or want to know more about Green Rock, how can they go about doing that? Um, what social media platforms uh, are you on and the company? Well, I'm uh, I'm mostly engaged on LinkedIn. So people are more than welcome to uh, to contact me through LinkedIn. Um, uh yes so uh i think that's a there's also a couple of uh there's a there's a mail um uh there's a mail link on our website too okay and we we include those in the website in the, the show notes so people can have easy access to that so um like i said really appreciate your time thank you for uh joining me those that are listening um i hope you enjoyed that episode um obviously greenland is a is a I suppose untapped jurisdiction compared to many other countries out there. So I appreciate if you can um, pass this podcast and share this podcast to others around around the world um, to obviously promote Greenland as a mining jurisdiction. Um, so people can obviously understand a little bit about about the the country and what potential opportunities it could present. Um, if someone is looking for, for some projects. So thank you for listening. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.